Welcome, friends. This is the very first episode of the podcast, Like-Minded Deviants. My name is Justin, and I'm here with my friends, John Michael and Lindy. And we're going to tell you just a little bit, give you a peek back behind the curtain of what we have been doing and what we hope to continue to do in this podcast. Uh, First, let us start off by just introducing ourselves to you. So, Lindy, why don't you go ahead and... You know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I, well, I'm 60, 60 years old, and I'm a social scientist, theologian, organizational change professional, and I'm originally from the St. Louis area, but I haven't lived there for many years. I also have about 35 years of experience in, in each of the fields I just mentioned. And for fifth, the last 15 years, I've served as an associate professor of economic development at Eastern University, where all of us met. And I, uh, I taught both the undergraduate and the graduate uh, courses are at those levels. My publications, my writings, and public speaking that I do have all kind of explore this kind of interface between theology and community development, and especially in their practical and implemented and kind of participatory, participatory involvement sort of approach. I came to Eastern after nearly two decades of direct involvement in development work in Indonesia, in Southeast Asia where I founded a multidisciplinary, multi-faith community empowerment, non-government organization. And between the years of 2005 and 2007, I served as the program supervisor for the tsunami response in um, northern Sumatra in an area called Aceh after the big, huge uh, Gulf region tsunami that wiped out about 165,000 people in the area. I, 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 living in Indonesia from 1989 to 2007, I worked primarily in the region of West Java, on the western third of the island of, of Java, amongst the people called the Sunanese. And I also served as the Indonesian country director for an, a, a non-government organization called Millennium Relief and Development Services, which was based in Houston, Texas. When I was at Eastern, where I met you guys, I taught a wide variety of courses like theology of culture, theology of poverty, and several others. Mm. And I frequently mm-hmm. lead now workshops and and I consult on community development, systems thinking, organizational consulting, management practice, and other related topics. I'm still really involved in community empowerment in my neighborhood in South Philadelphia, where I've lived since 2008. I'm also an associated associate certified coach with the International Coaching Federation, and I, I hold predictive index talent optimization certifications and team performance certifications. I'm a licensed minister in the Mosaic Conference of the Mennonite Church, um, and my PhD is in theology and community development from the University of Leeds in North England. And I also hold a master's degree in economic development from Eastern University, where I taught, and also biblical studies and anthropology from Asbury Theological Seminary in Kentucky. Lindy is a lot, man. Our resident guru, if you will, uh, he is a jack of all trades and master of many. Um, and none, and, none. <laughs> no, 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 mm-hmm. no. And uh, yeah, so we we really appreciate and value Lindy's input and his perspective, especially you know from you know the life that he's lived and just you know having lived abroad for so many years and and his expertise in these areas that we'll we'll discuss. So we we very much appreciate that, and then. My other 
friend uh, who's with us, uh, John Michael O'Dean. Jim, uh, why don't you tell us uh, some about yourself as well? Hello, hello. Yep, so uh, my name is John Michael. Most people call me JM. Uh, most uh, that know me, John Michael is uh, quite the uh, mouthful to get out, especially when it's uh, yelled at, you know, quite a bit. So JM is what most call me. Um, I am originally from the Baltimore, Annapolis, D.C. area, um, otherwise kind of more known as the uh, Maryland side of the DMV. And um, then I currently, I am an educational professional. I run a graduate admissions department as well as do the communication strategy there. Um, but I also have a background in anthropology and theology, so I have uh, an advanced degree there. Um, I have an area of research, or my research interests are symbolic interactionism, kind of the future of higher ed. That also works in with a lot of my work um, that I deal with and tech integration as well with education, sales, org theory, change management, and then the the food and the theology side of me really taps into um, food and food as a locus of culture and all of that stuff. So lots of crazy research areas. Met Lindy um, at Eastern. We're colleagues uh, for a while, and Justin, known you since I was an undergrad, and um, <laughs> you and I have been friends for more years than it's uh, now, I guess, um, like, embarrassing to admit or not? I don't know. No, I'm no, cool no. with it. It's I, good. I'm all, I'm all about it. So I grew up a PK, second of seven kids, um, and also in a very evangelical sort of, you know spirit-led movement kind of a thing, non-denominational church, and also at the same time um, heavily influenced and formed by Roman Catholicism. Grandfather was that, where I grew up in Maryland, very Catholic, and then eventually got confirmed myself. So I've always been sort of a weird spiritual theological mutt on that journey. Then married an amazing woman who is uh, used to be a missionary and is now a nurse at an ICU um, hospital, a unit in D.C. So now we reside at the um, recording of this episode in Northern Virginia. So yeah, that's that's I guess about it. Nor near as impressive as uh, Lindy, but do org consulting in my own right, um, my own research, as well as teaching and adjuncting and just running sales and management teams. It's it's. It's funny, actually, before we recorded this, we said that if we put myself and John Michael together, that we might come close <laughs> to being who Lindy is. Um, but uh, I guess that leaves me. Um, my name is Justin Stewart Fritz. Uh, I go by JSF, which is just one more letter than JM. Um, and it's still easier to yell as well, I suppose. Uh, but I am first mm -hmm. and foremost... Um, I'm a dedicated husband, father, and apprentice of Jesus. Ugh, making us all look bad. Man. Well, we uh, all, and, and you know what? True. Here's the deal. We all are dedicated husbands. We love our wives very much. This I'm is true. You'll, you'll hear about them. They are all actually delightful and creative and brilliant women. Um, and they are all very strong women as well. So you'll hear plenty about that, I'm sure. Um, uh, and we're all apprentices of Jesus. And then Lindy and I are both are both fathers. and. You know, John Michael, you'll get there, bud. 
Yeah, and and I'm wanting to be in a our own. You're making my voice crack, man. That's time, how brother. much I'm like. Ooh, I'm taking my own in its own time. My <laughs> yeah, wife I'm, and I. We, no pressure. So we, we are all we those things eventually. Um, I'm not trying to one up anyone. I'm. I just don't have I'm as impressive of, an, of as a resume as my compatriot. So I'm just kind of saying what I've got. But anyways, I am. I am a, a pastor and a high school social science teacher. Uh, I have an educational background exactly. in culture anthropology, missiology, uh, theology, some biblical studies, and then international development is is a lot of you know a lot of my tutelage was actually under my dear friend Lindy, which I'm very thankful for. Um, I mm-hmm. am an unapolog- unapologetic snob when it comes to coffee, when it comes to whiskey, and when it comes to music, but I'm not so snobbish that I won't kind of let you indulge in your own lesser preferences. Um. <laughs> hey, people, yeah, okay. people have called me a snob of uh, of food and and drink as well, so I can I can resonate with it, you know. Which is part of part of why we enough. we get on. Um, mm-hmm. And I think one thing that I'm I'm passionate about, and I believe this is again, it's not unique to me. It's shared by by my friends here as well is that I'm passionate about people broadening their worldview, especially mm-hmm. other Christians. Um, I'm especially passionate personally about helping people find freedom in Jesus as he's found in the pages of Scripture. And, and, and that's actually a really good transition point for us to talk more about, like, why are we doing this podcast? What's our purpose? Who are we? Um, because a lot of... A lot of the reasons that I, I'm here is not just that I enjoy John Michael and Lindy, though I do. Uh, our friendship's really meaningful to me. But beyond that, a lot of the conversations and a lot of these conversations, we've had them before. Um, whether in classes together, whether outside of classes, whether at a bar. And, and we'll do some episodes called Bar Talks that are modeled, we're trying to model after this. Um, and really it's just us getting together and discussing things that we find really meaningful. And, and a lot of this, you know, our podcast is like-minded deviants. And, and for me, and I'll let John Michael and Lindy speak to that in a second, but for me, um, our purpose here and my purpose here is really kind of goes back to that, that final statement I said is, I am especially passionate about helping people find freedom in Jesus as he's found in the pages of Scripture. I think North Atlantic culture, meaning kind of, the United States and Canada and most of Western Europe, we have been swept o- swept up by evangelicalism in at least the last 30 or so years, probably longer. Um, and that has really skewed our perspective of Jesus. We get more of a caricature of Jesus as, you know, white Jesus being modeled after the Greek god Apollo and, and, and all of that. And, and again, we're not going to get into everything and all of these details right now because we've got other episodes coming up on these things. Um, yeah, there's more to come. Oh yeah, you, you gotta you gotta tag in and uh, make sure we don't cross any lines in this episode. Oh. With uh, you know how Lindy and I can be, so you gotta cut us off, man. I'll do my I'll do my utmost here, um, kind of filling this host role. But the Jesus of Scripture is this beautiful model for us, and and I think so much of this podcast is really trying to to get back to that to really give a, a faithful analysis and interpretation and you know it, hermeneutics and exegesis of that right looking at that really um earnestly and i think a lot of 
people, they they come to faith and then around their 20s or 30s, kind of coming of age years, they begin to either be critical of their faith and deconstruct it, or they just kind of, they coast. Um, and a lot of people that deconstruct it never really seem to put it back together into something beautiful. And I found myself here, uh, oh my gosh, so many times over the past, it seems like decade. And so part of what our goal here together is to give people to help give people that perspective, right? We we are like-minded deviants ourselves and we're trying to help give you a perspective of, hey, there's another way of apprenticing and following and loving Jesus that doesn't look like maybe some of the the, the more evangelical um, traditions that you're used to that you find tired and lacking. Um, and so, I mean, John Michael, why don't you say something a bit about that? Like from your perspective, what's our what's our goal here? For What's your motive, if you will? My motive? Um, I would say for me, I, I think you and I share very similar yet very different stories. Right. So um, I think you and I have gone on a journey that I think a lot of people in our age range did within the rise um, of the evangelical uh, right and the moral majority, the moral majority that, you know, brought in yep. um, a certain type of cultural can culturally contextualized christianity that i personally think has done a lot of damage and really bastardize the i think scripture interpretation tradition mm -hmm. all of these things um that i think led to some really really unhealthy relationships with so many things not just limited to religion yeah. um and christianity whether it be purity culture and you know, sex and, you know, toxic masculinity and white supremacy and all of these things. And so for me, it's it's a way to, one, have those conversations about things that, like, you rarely get to outside of the context of, like, hey, I'm going to take a class in, you know, right. X, Y, and Z major, and let's all have these great things and then, you know, go outside afterwards and talk about it or, you know, at a small group and and church and you kind of do it with some people that like you really love but not everybody and then you can't go into it and all of that you know so for me i just found both the conversation in the academy suffocating and yeah. and and so insular um and nowhere near where it needs to be i think it wasn't incarnate as well as reconnecting mm -hmm. and being with you guys and being able just to dive and explore some of these areas and talk about it and maybe you know, bring others along and, and be formed by you guys and let you guys in on the transformation and build community within that to maintain, you know, a deviance in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Was that, does that answer that? I'm no, not sure. it, it definitely does. I definitely think it does. Um, Lindy, you've been at this, um, this deviance, this like-minded deviance quite a bit longer than John Michael and I have. Uh, what do you, what do you think um, about, you know, what are your motives in wanting to kind of put this out there and us, us recording these episodes and having these conversations? Uh, yeah, what are, what, are, what are you hoping our audience will receive? Well, I, I guess I didn't, unlike you two guys, I didn't grow up in the church, which mm. I don't say proudly or in an embarrassed fashion. I, I just didn't. And um, growing up, you know, I was in the Midwest. I certainly was kind of, I was in Southern Illinois and it, it, certainly a big part of the kind of the Bible Belt was around because it kind of starts there. 
It's near Western Kentucky, but I didn't like it. And I didn't like religiosity. My dad was really anti, pretty anti-Christian, and I kind of absorbed that as the oldest child, the male in the family. But I had this kind of um, epiphany and encounter when I was 23 or 22. I can't remember which one. And um, the it really changed my life. It gave me direction for my studies. It made me understand things different. And I didn't realize... Um, what I had been turned on to was a deviation. I thought it was going to be radical. I thought it was going to be totalizing. I mean, I this Jesus that I that I found out about, you know, and the way that Jesus was both um, powerful in regard to the impact that you know the kingdom of God and Jesus being real on this on the environment, on the surroundings, on race relations, on everything. On, economics on everything and you know we'll hit a bunch of these things yep. as we're coming down the yep. path i really didn't i was really kind of naive i thought everybody saw it that way i mean it just mm. rocked my world and then when i kind of wandered into the more evangelical branch of the church because you know they would pray and they took jesus seriously in regard to worship whatever i found that jesus seemed to get pretty captivated by um, a certain political party a certain kind of status quoism and whatever and i found that I was kind of the skunk at the picnic, right? I mean, I was the guy who was constantly <laughs> asking questions that, and at first it was kind of like, because I was new, right? I, they, I just didn't know. And I thought that's what it was too. So I settled in there for a couple of years, but eventually, you know, and I was an adult, a young adult, I recognized that honestly, they weren't, not only were they not come up with the answers that I needed as a young person, you know, 10 years younger than you guys are now, they didn't weren't even asking the questions I was asking. And um, so then I went away to seminary and started digging into this. And, you know, long story short, now I'm 60 and these questions just don't go away. So and I do find that it's incredibly deviating. The last thing I'll say at this point is that I am super encouraged by the young from the millennials on down. You know, I'm a, I'm I'm. I just made it kind of three or four years into the boomer I've, ranks. One of and the I'm few. Pretty upset with the boomers, right? <laughs> and I, um, I am so encouraged by the millennials on down asking new questions, and mm. I find that I, I, I find that I think I fit in that in those circles a bit better, and it seems to resonate. Now, maybe I don't. Maybe I'm no, just no, kidding you myself. Do. You guys can tell you me. Absolutely but, do. But I, I just really like those questions. I mean, to be honest with you. Um, this deviation is a deviation from our world, but it's a it's a following of Jesus, uh, like uh, Justin, like you said. It's a following of Jesus, and I don't care if it's Roman Catholic. I don't care if it's Celtic. I don't care if it's yeah. Eastern Orthodox. I don't care. I mean, honestly, I want it to be all those things. I'm still mm -hmm. learning, but man, this is what it's about for me. And when I can get together and be um, built up and spurred on to do real stuff not just sit in the church with my butt in a pew, but I can actually be out doing stuff. Um, it just says, okay, well, this is worth giving my life to, which is what I did back in 1982. Otherwise, hang it up and get out. Yeah. That's the way it is for me. And, and so that, I think, like, one of, the, one of the things you were saying, Lindy, is, like, we're incredibly interdenominational. Um, mm -hmm. I think right. we all have an appreciation for basically everywhere across the, the Christian spectrum. Um, if, if it's on there, we, we appreciate it, um, on some level. Um, and then I think I also became a Christian 
When I first became a Christian, I was going to Newman Center meetings at the Catholic Church. I was going to Southern Baptist churches in the morning. I was at a campus crusade for Christ. I mean, honestly, I flunked some of my classes because I was just at church, too many churches all the time. <laughs> well, I think a thing that I really just want to make sure that I kind of get through um, as far as like why I want to, and I think you guys have all touched on it, but the reality is like I need to be able to be around other people that encourage and and point these things out and then allow my processing and settling in and exposing me to new things and and showing a different way of being but also allowing the questioning and allowing the mystery and going on the mm. journey with you and i think for me what's really exciting is this podcast is a little bit of like that in action is the how do we kind of try to find a corrective throughout this and and change yep. as you'll see change the metaphor change the narrative as we're going on and, and and really shifting something and and seeing how that really does have a real impact on me the way i see things the way i do things and the way we all can and then also for you guys to to do that with us and yep. and to impact us and to bring that in absolutely um, and to deviate really together as you've heard us say that quite a bit um that is an area that that i'm really excited about and i'm excited to build this community not just with us but with you guys as well and to learn from yeah, everything exactly yeah. and that's our and that is really largely our perspective is that you know lindy you mentioned it and john michael you just did as well like this is something that is all encompassing um, apprenticing to Jesus is not a hobby we do on the weekends. It's not something that um, has only infiltrated, you know, parts of our lives we still have partitioned off. No, no, no. This is something that is all-encompassing. Um, and so it's one of the reasons we, you know, as Lindy, you mentioned earlier, we discuss things like um, politics, um, social structure, uh, economics, yeah. justice, all these things that typically people of faith are told to stay away from. You know, you don't talk about this with other, you know, it's rude to speak about. And, and I think we all very much um, have a resounding, that's not true or right. Disagree. Uh, yeah, we, we wholeheartedly with disagree with that. So, yeah, that, that's why we're doing this podcast. Um, and so maybe let's, let's shift a little bit to breaking down this, you know, the title, Like-Minded Deviants. What, what do we mean by that? Why do we choose this? Um, and I think it kind of goes back a little bit to what you were just saying John Michael is 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 needing others to help us along this journey to not be doing this alone. Um, and I think like that's part of the reason our friendship, the three of us, thrives and flourishes is because um, we, you know, Linda, you had mentioned earlier, like building each other up. We, it, I think this is so edificial it, it to me personally, and and hopefully to a larger community. But but Lindy, why don't you <laughs> take a crack at and and stab yeah. at the. Uh, like-minded deviants and just unpack it for us a little bit as as we understand it well i you know i wandered upon this way back when i was in seminary in the mid 80s with out of a book by uh the the christian kind of wild christian philosopher or sociologist peter berger and he has this book called uh, rumor of angels which it's a small little thin book and it, it tries to focus on okay um uh, if if we're looking at things sociologically and academically and intellectually, that doesn't mean the world has to be desacralized. It doesn't have to be disenchanted. In other words, 
you know, it's okay to be spiritual and, and, and see mystery in the world. Mm. And that resonated with my faith, right? That resonated with me. And he said, in order to actually go against kind of a secular world, you've got to be a community of like-minded deviants. You've got to huddle together and huddle together closely indeed. And so mm. that's, that's always kind of driven me. And I, you know, I, I, it resonated with kind of how I, I, I saw the faith. Again, as I said, my first couple of years, I was trying to, to fit into the kind of conservative evangelical world. I wasn't a conservative before I became a Christian, became a Christian. I was a feminist. I was an environmentalist. I was a, but I didn't, I thought I had to leave kind of that stuff behind when I came in. Cause that's what I was told. And then I woke up and saw that that was silly. Um, and I, I ran into an evangelicalism, a conservatism early on in my Christian faith that was all filled with fear, right? It was like, it was all about, hmm. you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. And yeah. making sure that, you know, we laid aside all of the things that were so damaging and corrupting and polluting to us. And I kept wondering, why in the heck are we so fearful? Like, why are we supposed to be living in this fortress? You know, when you're living in a fortress or a castle or a bastion, you're worried about people attacking you and winning. And that's not what I found when I first came into to Christ. Hmm. I thought, you know, okay, I came into this through excitement, through hope, through a new realization that I've got something to live for. And these were not exercises of fear. And so if we're following this guy, why the heck are we so afraid? And so I wanted to, you know, kind of look at this idea of being like-minded deviants. And, you know, what does it mean to kind of be like? Um, what, you know, because we've got these three words, like-minded and deviant. So what does it mean to, to be like? Well, it's like Jesus, right? Mm. And I wanted to read Jesus afresh. And I hope in the future, and I know we will, we're going to kind of try to tease this out. Now, we don't, Jesus isn't our pet, right? So we don't have it figured out. The three of yeah. us are going to distort the picture of Jesus. The scriptures are wilder than what we want them to be, and they scare us too. <laughs> but they scare us with excitement, right? Mm. And so I want to follow in this path after the person of Jesus, who um, teaches me to think differently. And that's the second thing. I, mean, I don't think it's just about this Cartesian dualism of um, mm. let my mind be set on a shelf and let the uh, secular corrupting academics, you know, kind of curve my mind and, and, and corrupt my, my, my life and, 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 and make me go astray. Instead, Jesus gives me a new way of thinking. I'm reminded of Paul in Romans 12, too, you know, to to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the what? By the renewing of my mind. Mm. So to be like-minded and to think according to the gospel. And it's not just thinking, it's not just cerebral, but instead it's this biblical word phronin or phronesis, this idea of leaning into something, to be able to have an entire bent towards something. And again, you know, I'm telling you now at 60 what it took me a long time to figure out, but I had this kind of feeling for it at the beginning. And then if you do those two things, you know, you're huddling together like you guys, right? We're, so we're like-minded. We find other kind of um, radicals, which, you know, I know means that in a lot of worlds right now, or a lot of our places right now, that that means we're going to break windows and, and tear down structures. That's not what radical means. It's similar to the word radish. Right. It means root. rooted. Right. It means to be rooted in the original thing, in this story that's of Jesus. That's our like minded. So I wanted to huddle together, like Peter Berger said, with people like you guys. And then mm. I found that that caused me to deviate. 
And so I ended up deviating from the zeitgeist, from the, the Weltanschauung, from the worldview that was all around me. It was kind of like, I, all of a sudden, I wasn't comfortable being Republican or Democrat. Yep. I wasn't comfortable being capitalist or, or communist. I wasn't being co comfortable being English or American or Indonesian or whatever. It's like Jesus critiqued everything, mm. including me. And, you know, it's, it's pretty destabilizing, but it also is incredibly exciting. Mm. And the last thing I'll say, I remember reading, uh, when I first got into this Christian stuff back in 84, 85, I went to this camp, you know, I was helping with a summer camp, and there was this Christian, contemporary Christian musician there, most of those I don't really care much about for, but this is an early guy by the name of John Fisher, and, uh, you know, old, old, old heads in the Christian world are going to know who he is, but he was speaking, and he cited this movie, which would just come out just a couple of years before, it's super old now in 1983, The Big Chill. And in The Big Chill, um, you know, several of the actors in it are, are people like Glenn Close and Tom Berenger and Jeff Goldblum and William Hurt and a bunch of big actors. And they were coming together in the movie, the act, you know, the, the figures, um, about 10 years after they graduated from college and one of their, their ranks had committed suicide. And of course, so it was a really somber, sad thing. And they were trying to make sense of life. And there was this scene that Fisher quotes out of the Big Chill, where the seven former college friends were gathering for this weekend reunion over this. And it went like this. One of them, Sam, enters a room where another one of them, Nick, is up late watching TV. And, he, and Sam says, what's this? And Nick says, I'm not sure. Talking about the television program he's, he's watching. Sam goes, well, what's it about? And Nick says, I don't know. And Sam, shaking his head, uh, and he pats Nick on the shoulder, and then he sits right by in the chair, and he says, well, who's that guy? He says, Nick says, I think it's the guy in the hat that did something terrible. And then there's a uh, shot of TV shows of a man being thrown through a glass window of a door, and all the people on TV screen are wearing hats. And then Sam says, well, like what? And Nick turns to him, kind of disgusted, and goes, man, you're so analytical. You know, sometimes you just have to let art flow over you. And Fisher goes, no, you don't. You don't have to sit back and let art or culture or anything just flow over you. You don't have to go along in the currents of stuff. Why don't you rail against it and deviate? And to mm. me, that was the thing that I wanted to do, right? So it really, that's what I see this like-minded deviance thing being. Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty well said. Um, and that's Summed us. Summed up. And, th and, and that really is us. We, we... You know, and we've done this, right? Historically, after classes, we found ourselves at bars having these conversations. Um, and even again, like our, the reason our, you know, decade plus friendship has continued is because we continue to find ourselves drawn towards each other uh, mm -hmm. because we are like-minded and we deviate together. And sometimes we need to be encouraged and reminded by others. And that's our hope, again, for this podcast for you is that if you find yourself in a similar spot that you too can come here um, and engage in a conversation with us um, online and through listening and that you find yourself encouraged and and validated in some of the ways that that you know we find ourselves um, similarly minded um, so I mm -hmm. guess we from from there we should address like why why us and maybe I kind of just did that <laughs> actually mm -hmm. it's like why why the three of us why three you know three white guys um you know Lindy's said he's sixty me and John Michael are in our early thirties um why us 
I guess I wonder why not us and why not more, hmm. right? I mean, I I, hmm. I think you know I I wish it wasn't deviation. I wish that um, the people that follow after Jesus and want to recognize that God owns everything and that God cares for the poor and that God doesn't want you to idolize mammon and money and that whenever um, and to be able to receive people that no one else receives, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Many of the themes we're going to explore going into the future. Right. I wish that was the thing Christians did everywhere. Like the, those that follow after Jesus, the, the, the people called the way. But I have been hugely disappointed in that. I have to confess. Hmm. But I also have been incredibly encouraged when I run into people like you guys. I mean, you know, I've taught class now for 15 years in the graduate and undergraduate level. I've had each of you in graduate classes, watched you go through, watched you graduate. And I, you know, often, um, you know, I, I, I do teaching fairly well. I think I produce in it, and I hope that that shows up and as we're going forward in these podcasts. But you know what? I get so encouraged mm. whenever I get done because I think I'm not alone, right? Mm. I'm not alone. I've got, there's other people willing to make Jesus Lord who are willing, even if it's going to cost you something, to take up your cross and follow daily. And I mean, and also don't mind scary things, even intellectually, conceptually, Yeah. going into, you know, like if this says, if Jesus says you're supposed to become this or that, well, okay, I'm going there. Yeah. It doesn't matter because this is the biggest thing in my life. Otherwise, again, you get out. Yeah. And I think a lot of, I think a lot of the questions, a, a lot of the things that we do here in in why us is again, Lindy, as you said, like we're not really anything special. Um, we don't think okay. of ourselves as something special, but I do think that there is a perspective here that we have all latched onto that is worth putting out there. Um, and and again, with the intention of of pulling others in and hopefully encouraging them, because as you said, I you know I wish with this wasn't deviance. I look at. Right. Um, you know, historically, I've seen people put um, Dr. Dr. King or Mother Teresa on a pedestal, and and rightly so. They're they're m- marvelous human beings, and and their faith is is you know they're giants in faith. But I wish they weren't. I yeah. I think if I mean, if Mother so I think if Mother Teresa and Dr. King were back in you know Acts twenty eight in the or in the Acts two church. They're just, they're just members of the church. They're members of the way, and and so I do wish that that this wasn't such a deviating thing. I wish more people had, you know, again, a radical faith, something that is all encompassing, and and that's why that's why us because. Well, yeah, I, I would say it's. I think it's us, but I think also I think we all have a specific area of expertise, like that we can bring to the table. Sure. Um, to engage all of these areas and subjects in a way that, like, I think uniquely can paint or repaint things and sure. and really be interesting areas to unpack and look at. And so I don't think you should – we should even really undersell even that. So I think, sure. Lindy – you are working on a book right now. You right now have had a bunch of classes that we look to kind of weave in to this um, this podcast. So we want to really bring that to the masses and include you guys and also be getting the feedback from you guys. So we have a lens that I think could 
really, I don't know, tell an interesting story and then allow Certainly. you guys to guide us to where you want to go with it. And I think partially, I sorry, I think part of no, that is because of, of, of Lindy, right? And I think I, we love Lindy. He's human. Um, he's fallible. Um, he has faults, and we love those exactly. about him. But one of the things that we, um, Joe Michael and I especially appreciate having been in his classes um, is that he he's created content that is unique. He has created these content. Some of some of the courses that um, he listed earlier, there are others. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and this content is unique. And so even this, you know, in full disclosure, right, the arc of this first inaugural season of the podcast is based on one of Lindy's classes, Faith and Economic Justice. And again, it, it goes to the point of what John Michael and Lindy and myself have all said thus far is that following and apprenticing Jesus is something that is all encompassing. And so it's not just about economic justice. It taught, we, we, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil the goods here, but we're going to talk mm -hmm. about evil and justice and capitalism, socialism and heaven and all sorts of things in the kingdom of God because it's all encompassing and everything here matters. Exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't we talk about those things? They, you look around, I mean, this has been a hell of a year, right? Uh, <laughs> this pandemic and, um, you know, the, the, you know, the Capitol was stormed two weeks ago from this, from this uh, uh, recording. Um, you know, we've, we've got economic strife and difficulties. Mm -hmm. Some places are, you know, the unemployment rate's super high. And Jesus is Lord. I mean, so what does Come that on. mean? And I... To me, I mean, I, I think of Dr. King and I think of Mother Teresa, and indeed, as you said, Justin, they they were um, quite the icons of, of of how we are to live. But I know one of the reasons that makes them an icon for me. I have no doubt that if you did indeed ask them if they were still alive, they would not see themselves as icons, mm. not just because of their humility, right. but because of the fact that they don't think they're doing something so exceptional. I mean, mm -hmm. I went out and lived in in a um, in West Java, in an urban slum. One of the one of the most uh, tightly woven urban slums in the world, they, um, in 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 the west, in the uh, eastern portion of the city of Bandung. Um, some demographers say it's one of the most densely populated areas in the world, about seventy thousand people per square kilometer in sing single level dwelling. I moved in there for four years with my family, with my wife and my daughter, and we grew up there. And you know, it, it was pretty exceptional. It certainly taught me a lot. I mean, I was a Midwestern boy from the United States. I didn't. You know, when I moved there, I didn't even know the language. I had to learn the language. I had to learn how to, to live amongst, you know, places where we didn't hardly have any water. I got typhoid. My wife got cholera. What? My son got dengue. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've got a... Oh, yeah. Now, Lindy is I'm an OG. Yeah, I'm not trying to talk about all, anything that's all that kind of impressive. I'm just saying I learned so much because the average person, if we talk about the 8 billion people on planet Earth, are more like people that have experienced that than yeah. they're like us. Yeah. And so, in a sense... Of course that was it. And why did I go do that? Why did my wife go do that? Why wouldn't you? I mean, this is what lordship means, right? And then as I'm there, work, living in the largest Muslim country in the world, in you know, hanging out in the mosque, uh, following the fast with my Muslim friends, founding organizations and doing microfinance and, and, and handicraft import, export, and whatever, I learned so much. And... I felt like a lot of times when I would come back to the United States, people would say, wow, that's great. I can't believe you can do that. And they would even support us financially. I was appreciative, but sometimes I was disappointed because they saw me as the person who exceptionally could do this 
and they couldn't. They're mm. wrong. We can do this in the power of God. I wasn't mm. exceptional, right? I, I had an exceptional life over the last 30 years just because I was in these places. But all of you listeners could be the same way. You know, our, if, if the church that calls itself a follower of Jesus would become a little bit more radicalized, honestly, it would be in all of the newspapers. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our social problems wouldn't go away, but we'd have a huge impact. Absolutely. And I think just to sort of sum that up and, and leave a little bit for the rest of the season to go, <laughs> I would say to answer, you know, why not us? But I think also what you'll get a theme throughout this is, well, we must participate. We have to. And so it's exactly because it's us. And that's why. And this is our way of being participatory. And we would love for you to do the same. So literally, like, give us a shout for real. Um, we would love any topics, any areas. We take everything in. We want to build it up. Hit us up on our media. And um, that's a bit more. Give a review. Yeah. You know, let let people know about us. We want to grow this. This is a movement we want to make. All right. So within that, I guess, Justin, bring us home, brother. I think this gives us um, or it gives you as a listener a good snapshot of what we're about. And I think truly um, our desire here is to better apprentice Jesus and to do that together. Mm. And that permeates all elements of our lives um, and, and our relationships um, to each other, with ourselves, to God, to the creation. Um, you know, it is all encompassing. And one of the things, you know, if, if maybe you're kind of hearing this and you're thinking, I don't know if this is for me. Um, I want to, I want to challenge that and push back a little bit because our goal here primarily, I would say is to ask questions. Um, we're not always going to find answers, but I promise you, if we don't, we will find better questions. Um, and, and that is something that we are dedicated to fiercely is, is answering questions, no stone unturned, um, and doing it together. Um, and, and all the while really encouraging each other and trying to, to figure out how to live well as an apprentice. Mm. So please, uh, as John Michael said, um, if you enjoyed this, um, tell your friends, uh, give us a shout. We would love to answer any questions and interact with you. And thank you so much for listening to the very first episode of the like-minded deviants podcast. That's it for us. Lindy, John Michael, JSF signing off. Be well friends. Mm.